Hey guys, I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. Welcome to If, if Walls, Walls Could Talk. Talk. We're the owners of Style & Structure. We build and renovate custom homes. We're going to talk about everything from purchasing a lot to building your dream home. There's a lot that goes on behind the build. And we are gonna talk about all of it with guest speakers, experts in the field, designers, and real homeowners. And oh man, if walls could talk. Thanks guys for joining us again with another episode of If Walls Could Talk. I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. So far, we've taken you through the front end part of our build, purchasing land. We've gotten through framing, uh, electrical walkthrough, and um, yeah, we're on to exterior. Yes, we're excited to talk to you guys about exterior finishes. This is really fun. This is the curb appeal to your home. So now that you've gone through all the selections, this is the install phase where we're putting on the siding, the roof, the windows, so you can really see your home come together. Yeah, so this is really part of just keeping it out of the weather at this point. So, you know, once we have all of our, you know, the electrical boxes cut through the outside, all of our venting cut through, uh, this is really a time to start buttoning it up, flashing it, making the house watertight. Um, airtight from the exterior and this really has nothing to do with uh, you know the overall look of it um, but it's where the work is really being done so we can have any number of different finishes over the top of this but this is our watershed our air filtration um, our air barrier I should say um, and really does all the work behind the scenes well it's interesting because when people hear that they're thinking okay we're trying to get this buttoned up for winter but every season presents challenges. So we're trying to get it buttoned up no matter what. Because spring is yes. wet or we've got, you know, snowfall in the winter. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we want to get this closed in so we don't have any weather-related issues. Yeah, I mean, weather's a challenge year-round. So there's advantages and disadvantages of each season. Uh, we really try to take advantage of those just trying to get this thing buttoned up as soon as possible. Um, our framing material really is forgiving though for at least a few months. So if it's getting rained on, um, on the initial part when it's framing, it really doesn't hurt it, but we still really try to, to button it up for the long term as soon as possible. Yeah. And I think people get really worried about that, but we have a really detailed process and all builders do because per code, we have to dry it out before we start, you know, doing any sort of drywall or anything like that. So um, it's really not a concern when that's happening. I know we've had homeowners come to their house when it's like snowing and the roof's not on. They're like, oh my gosh, this could be bad, but it's not. We're, we're prepared for it. Yeah. And every step of the way is just another layer of protection. So, you know, if the, if the, the wall cladding has got some gaps in it, well, that's getting covered with our building paper. And if that has some gaps, you know, we're taping the seams, we're, we're foaming around the windows. We're just doing all sorts of things with, you know, flashing and everything else just to, to make sure and, and double check everything. Yeah. So before we talk about the steps of putting on that siding, the windows, the roof, you know, the design part of it is really interesting to me because we've taken, you know, a similar floor plan and made these homes look incredibly different. Our draftsmen do a great job of designing those and just making, you know, you could do a modern design, you could do a rustic mountain lodge, all with a very similar floor plan. So I love exterior designs and how our company Style & Structure does it is we actually have a 
design reveal process. So once someone has really figured out their internal layout, we get to do an exterior design reveal and we do a 3D rendering and we make it look really cool. Sometimes it's hard to even tell that this image isn't a real home. That's that really, that is really incredible when yeah. you can see, almost do a flyby of, a, of the house and see exactly what it's going to look like before you put a shovel in the ground. Yeah. We have some examples on our website of just some suggested floor plans for when people are starting the process just to get some design ideas rolling. But it's interesting when you look at those, just how very different the exterior and curb appeal can look. So I'm just always fascinated. And a lot of it has to do with the roof lines, but also the siding materials. And it's, it's fun to see that. Absolutely. So Joe, what would be your style if you're designing an exterior look? What would be some key things that you would for sure have on your home? You know, that's tough because coming from a framing background, I used to hate the the very, very steep peaks, but that is really what I love to look at when I drive up to a house. So I'm kind of torn between those two. I do not picture you as a steep peak guy. We're about to start building your house or at least designing for a future build. And I I have some ideas. That one was not that's in not my one mind. Of them, huh? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I think you would be a little bit more kind of that Colorado mountain lodge or maybe Montana mountain lodge. So not as steep of peaks. You're thinking hip roof on my house? No, no, no hip roof either, Joe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, I'm going just... to have to see my dream <laughs> through your eyes. I can't wait to show you your dream. <laughs> but lots of stone, lots of wood detail. So a lot of like high end quality details for sure. You know, I think that's really interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, just getting to know somebody, a lot of times I wouldn't even know what my perfect house is going to look like. So just by going through some of these exercises and you bringing up ideas, really awesome. It starts forming it. Yeah. And then you're like, mm, yeah, I do like that. This is what I like. Yeah. And then I could see you love the outdoors and nature. So really big windows, windows anywhere we can get them. And there's a way to do that that doesn't make it uber modern. I think that's, you know, kind of a... Not my vibe. That's not your vibe either. <laughs> so, um, but we do that a lot with our clients too. It's like we learn about them, their styles. We're looking through their Pinterest photos. They might tell us that they like, I don't know, like modern farmhouse. And then we're looking through all their Pinterest photos and not many of them are modern farmhouse, you yeah. know? So it's, it's interesting trying to get someone to define their style but that's kind of what we do best. We have a team of designers and architects that we all put our heads together and try to present something really unique um, just to get the inspiration, inspiration juices flowing for our customers. Yeah. So. And there's just so many great products out there now that can change the look so much. I mean, we have real brick. We have thin brick that's actually like a stucco stone. Uh, we have real stucco, but we also have hardy panels that mimic stucco it's a little more modern with that look mm -hmm. um, traditional you know lap siding it's it's endless yeah there are so many options and it's it's that balance of trying to make sure you have a timeless look while getting what the customer wants and likes mm -hmm. and you know what's on trend too so that's that's yeah. a hard balance but what I love about what is on trend right now we have a lot of homeowners nervous like oh, is that just a a current trend a lot of things we're seeing now are beautiful designs and materials that were used 
early on in homes that are now kind of coming back, maybe done in a little bit different way, but in a beautiful way. For example, we're using a lot of like plaster and stucco lately. Yes. I mean, that was everywhere. And now it's very hard to find good installers for that. And, you know, it's done differently. They are installing it better so you're not having maintenance issues. Stucco really got a bad rap through the 2000s. You know, stucco's been used for thousands of years with very yeah. successfully. Um, and just through some of our building codes, uh, they're just the way it was being installed really caused some issues. Um, but the way, you know, that's been corrected now with the codes have changed and um, I would have no problem using stucco on any home now the way we're doing it. Yeah, I grew up in a stucco home. I love the stucco look, but yeah, it's such an intense, strong material that it's easy for water and stuff to get trapped behind it. But that's no different than Hardy. So Hardy is, I mean, we use that on over 90% of our homes. We love the Hardy board siding product and they have a lot of different designs. You could do lap siding, board and batten. They even have a stucco look now, uh, which is a bit more cost effective than actual stucco. Mm -hmm. But that got a bad rap for a while because again, it's a cement board product, It's super durable. And they almost were too durable and they got, you know, it was an install, how they installed it was the issue is getting water trapped behind and mold. And they've, they've really fixed that. Yeah. It could wick up moisture from the bottom. It is a, it's a cement product. So if you have it down to a wet surface, yes, it'll wick up moisture and it caused some issues, but, um, you know, the way the new flashing systems work and everything, it looks beautiful and it's all, you know, designed to not wick moisture or have any of the issues we were, we had in the past. Yeah. And now, I mean, we do a lot of um, claims, you know, if someone had storm damage because we do remodels as well. So we help with a lot of roofs and siding. And it's interesting, you know, we see a lot of different siding products. And the one thing that never gets approved is that hardy siding. They're always like, ah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it can stand the test of time. Nearly bulletproof. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. Even our uh, last crazy hailstorm that Minnesota had this last summer, that was, I mean, everyone got hit pretty hard on our, our side of the cities. and Absolutely. Yep. My hardy siding was foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> yes, No replacement. Is. Right. So. But that was, yeah, that was good. So these designs, I think, are interesting. My personal design always changes. You know, I I moved into my home, gosh, I think four or five years ago now. And I loved my exterior. And there's a lot of things I still love about my exterior. But, you know, your style changes. And so there's a lot of things that I would do differently. But what's nice is I love the overall look with the, the peaks and stuff. So for me... A lot of what I would change is just colors, which is nice because that's easy enough. I mean, nobody wants to pay for a whole exterior house paint, but you can do that and really get a whole different look on the home. And that's a nice thing about the Hardy product. Uh, the paint is very durable. Um, you don't have to paint for, for many, many years, but it's not saying you can't. So if you're in your home for seven, 10 years and you're just like, ugh, these colors are, they feel outdated to me. Right go ahead and paint it. Uh, The Hardy is still solid. I know that's what's funny is Hardy says they have about a 30 year warranty on their paint fade and things like that. And I'm like, I can't imagine my style saying the same for 30 years, even if it did last that long. You know, you always want to 
kind yeah. of mix things up a little bit. It's a little less on the on the color fade, but the overall product. Um, and they always had a very catchy warranty. You know, shouldn't your siding last longer than your mortgage? I always thought that was pretty cute. I love that. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one before. That is cute. So as far as kind of the process, when a homeowner is building with us, what can they expect as far as the steps for all of these exterior materials and how and when they're installed? Well, obviously the, the roof goes on first. It's always a race to the roof to get the shingles on because rain coming straight down is, is you know, the biggest um, way water can get into the house. Those, and then really... Sorry to interrupt, but those roofing installers, holy cow, they scare me. They are so good up on those high peaks. Yes. And they're running around. I'm like, how are they? I saw one guy, he was like jumping off the roof into the dumpster, back up, and I'm like, he should be on a show in Vegas. He's like an acrobat. Yeah. It's amazing. I'd be a little nervous. I'd be moving a lot slower than they do. Well, they tie themselves <laughs> off, and they really just get used. They're not afraid of heights. Yeah. So they do just such a fantastic job. Um, yeah. But no, once the once the roof is watertight, uh, we also put the, the building wrap on the house. Um, windows go in at about the same time so that really just kind of seals up the entire exterior um, now it can rain and it's not getting into your wall cavities anymore uh, even though we haven't put siding on windows are so fun when they go in we use a lot of different window products um, being a custom builder our homeowners can pick pretty much anything that they want but we do have you know a, f a few companies that we think are are great and first and foremost, Anderson Windows. They have been such a great trade partner of ours. Our office is in Stillwater, Minnesota, and so is Anderson. Mm -hmm. And they've just been wonderful to work with. So first and foremost, that's been a huge um, resource for us, and we use it in a lot of our homes. But then we also have you know, Marvin and Pella or other great brands that a lot of our homeowners are kind of looking and just comparing the difference between those. Yeah, they're, they're the big three, and you can't go wrong with any of them. Right. But um, we are a little partial to Anderson. Just a little bit, <laughs> yes. But I just think, you know, too, there's just so much, and we can do a whole segment just on windows. We've yeah. got a great guy over at Anderson who like knows everything about windows. But there's so much to consider. But as far as our end with the design, just having bigger windows. I mean, everywhere we go in bedrooms, everything, we're just trying to really think through how can we let more natural light in. You know, if you're in a neighborhood with a tighter lot, we're obviously considering privacy with your design. But wherever we can get big, beautiful windows in, we do. Yeah, and once the code is met, uh, you know, bedrooms, we have to meet egress at least one you know, for one window, but the sky's the limit after that on size of windows and how far they've come, um, just on, you know, tempering, we can get close to the floor. Now we can go floor to ceiling and, you know, really, really wide to, it just looks like, holy crap, that's a wall of windows. And I wasn't expecting it there. Um, which is really important for, you know, like our company building on your own lot, we can really design that house to take in the best view the, you know, the sun in the summertime or the fall, it just changes so much. Yeah, it's amazing how these windows are starting to look a little bit more commercial now. I mean, that's what you see in commercial buildings is the ceiling to floor windows, and we're doing more and more of that. I love when people are wrapping corners with windows, even though that's mm. a very challenging thing to do in Minnesota. Yep. Those are things that we see a lot of times in 
homes, like people will show us pictures of homes in California and want to do certain things. So a few things that come to mind are like the front door, the patio doors. So one of my favorite details, and it doesn't have to be in a modern setting, is the pivot door. If you've seen these before, you're in love with them. Yes. There's just no... They're amazing. They <laughs> they're really amazing. are. amazing. And they're basically a huge door that are on a pivot that you open. And oh, I just love that look. But it's very challenging with, you know, any place that has snow. But we do have, you know, a front porch cover. And they've done such a great job sealing these up that we're definitely able to do it now. It's just, it's a little costly. Yeah. So let me flip this on you, Danielle. What is your favorite exterior look? I would say I love kind of a, a French modern, which means really clean, simple lines. You have you do actually have a couple of those peaks that are kind of that taller look. Definitely that stucco siding is really my favorite right now. Um, but then you add a lot of these modern elements to those homes that you wouldn't see in a typical like French Tudor style home. You know, it's the bigger windows, it's the pivot doors, it's, you know, so those are the things that kind of bring it a little bit more modern or how you do your garage doors. That's, that's definitely my style. And then I do love, you know, we have a, a, a home, a model home and I love this style. So it's a little, it's a Tudor a little modern Tudor but one thing I love about it is it has a mix of of materials so it's got the hardy it's got the brick side and it's all in one color so you're keeping the whole home they ended up doing a white and black look um, you're keeping the whole home white but you're mixing in that material and textures and that is something I love playing with is having that neutral palette but with a lot of texture yeah, and, and even the you know the window colors make such a big difference. And soffit and fascia for years and years it was cedar, maybe painted or stained. You know now we do a lot of the maintenance free stuff. Um, but any color you want, black's popular to match black windows. Uh, there's just so many different options we have now. Yeah, speaking of maintenance free, I think that is just been so key that's like the number one trend for a while now with homeowners is how can I get this look in a maintenance-free product mm -hmm. and you know it used to be you know people think of you know some of the interior finishes on their home like vinyl flooring they're like well I'm not putting vinyl in my million dollar home like that's just cheap it's not anymore it's you know they make such great products some of them you know, you might save a little bit money on based on what you select, but some of them are, are really nice and starting to get to the cost of actual wood. So we're seeing yeah. it in a lot of more high-end homes because they do not want to deal with any maintenance. And that goes for the exterior too. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're going to be painting it, that's that's really a big deal. Um, the maintenance-free products, whether it's a Fipon product or like an Azac material, um, it just doesn't move around like wood. It holds paint better over time it's just it's a better product to use but they also have a really knack to make them look like wood sometimes you got to walk right up to them and say gosh i don't is that real or not they're so much better now i feel like the faux wood products were so cheesy for so long yeah. and now they've gotten a lot better so a couple of the looks on the exterior that i love is like a wood accent so we see a lot of uh, like a wood accent detail, maybe on a more modern home um, or some rustic, you know, it's kind of a wood paneling. And 
for so long, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's basically like a painted brown section. It didn't look anything like wood. Yeah. And now the materials that have been coming out, even in the last year or two, have been really amazing. They really have. And in the, you know, the way they put them together now, they're, some of them is called, it's a long board. So you can get these things in, you know, 30 foot pieces. So you don't have to put seams in there to really make it look great. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just under the roof line there, you know, your soffit and fascia, you know, a lot of people love that wood look. And so often we've done kind of like a, a beadboard or a cedar detail, mm-hmm. but now they're starting to get some better products to give you that wood look where you don't have to have actual wood, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. The front porch columns, though, I still haven't been able to get past. I love having like a just a true wood front porch column. So we've often wrapped that in a cedar or we have an actual, you know, beam there. And I just, I still love that look. So I haven't yet found something that can replace, you know, when we're kind of going for that, that look. Yeah. So uh, let's talk preferences on stone, brick, Mm. fake stone. Yeah. That used to get a pretty bad rap. You know, it did get a bad rap, but... I think like you actually, the way you've installed and had our installers do our our faux brick and faux stone, it's a lot about can you see the side? Can you see that it's fake? If you're going to use a fake material, you're, the goal is to make it look real. You mm-hmm. want people to look at something and be like, is that is that real stone? Is that real wood? If you're going to use it, for, otherwise don't use the fake stuff at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, we just spent so much time on our last model because we did use the thin brick. Yeah. Um, and the guys put it on, and oh, we looked at it, and it just doesn't quite look right. Like you said, you they cut it, and you could see the end of it. Uh, so we really came up with a combination of corner brick and um, just a way to do it that right now you walk around, and there's absolutely no way to tell that that's not a real four inch thick brick anywhere yeah and that's really important it's so important so when you look at a corner of a house how it wraps that edge if you can see you know the full four inches no yeah nobody can tell it's not a real brick and that is the difference when you're going you know kind of comparing installers and that quality level it's those details sometimes people won't know it but they look at something like hmm you know, I don't really like that. Or I like that a lot. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it is all in the details. And it's sometimes hard to put your finger on it. But that was a that was an important one on our upcoming model. Yeah, it's important you say that. It, uh, I don't know if there's anything wrong with it. But something is off. And you might not even be able to put your finger on it. Mm-hmm. But when it's done right, you shouldn't be able to put your finger on it either. It just feels right. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I also have real stone on my house. And I remember when they were installing it and I was like, I don't get why we're spending the money on this. I wanted to use it on something else in the home. By the time they were done, I will say that looked pretty darn good. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, I mean, again, they are getting better and better with, you know, those faux looks. But sometimes there's some areas you just can't beat the real thing. And that goes for the stucco siding, too. It's like, you know, Hardy is doing a great job with this new product we've used it on a couple models and i really like it but then you know we're you we're doing a mediterranean model coming up and we went back and forth on using the real thing or hardy yeah. and we ended up 
seen an in-person example of the real thing and we're like all right we just gotta go all in (laughs) but i will say you know there's some ways you can save money on that too because it was a really expensive upgrade for us and we're just doing it on the front of the exterior and then we're actually going to do the side and backs with that hearty stucco so there's some options that you can kind of mix and match uh, with siding and just kind of make sure you can design it around your budget yeah, the, the the hardy panels are, I would say, a little more modern looking. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So the old world stucco is just, it's such a timeless look. Um, but really is, it's so much easier for you doing like arches and radiuses. Uh, even using those with the hardy and maybe doing the details in stucco uh, is a great combination. Right. Yeah, because our model has the arch garage doors. Yeah. And it's like a key design to our overall look so that you really get that Mediterranean vibe when you drive up to it. And we're trying, you know, we're racking our brains on how to do this with the hardy panels and nothing was going to be quite as good as doing the real thing. So, yeah. And then the add a couple of gas lanterns just for effect. Oh, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I mean, that's just a style and structure staple. We gotta have the gas lanterns. They're just, they create such an ambiance that. We can't go without it. So why is it so rare? Well, I don't think it's rare in the South. And no, you go down to New Orleans and they're everywhere. everywhere. But in Minnesota, it's like people just don't see them. Do you think it's just because of our temperature? People don't think that they can have an open flame throughout you know, the freezing cold winter. I don't know. Yeah. But I do. I love it. We had a, you know, we were going back and forth on our very first model home that we built. Should we do them? We knew we wanted them. And there's a restaurant over in Edina. And we went up to that restaurant and all along the, their outdoor patio had these gas lanterns. And I'm like, done. <laughs> Not a non-negotiable. We're doing this. And the homeowner was just obsessed. She was wanting to do them from day one. So I was really excited that we were able to, to do that. And, and now our, we can't and stop doing it. And our HVAC company said, you, you want to do what? Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> they had never put them in before. Oh, really? No. Oh, gosh. Well, and you know what's interesting, too, is people think they're going to be high maintenance. The point of these gas lanterns is actually to have them on all the time, 24-7, even when you're not there. And I think that's a hard concept for people to think like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have a flame going when I'm gone. But And people have the the idea that it's very expensive to run, um, but they do not take much gas. I mean, it's not a whole lot more than... You know, your pilot light on your water heater, what have you. Right. So. Yeah. And it does give a lot of light. So we've actually, with these gas lanterns, we've done a mix of exterior lighting, electrical lighting with the gas lanterns, but you don't really need to. I mean, they, they give off a lot of light. Surprising amount. Yeah. So, but we do, we do have both just in case yeah. for our homeowners. Um, so that's a really fun detail that we add. But as far as like exterior finishes, we kind of put decks and porches into that category and we do a lot of those. That's a big thing in Minnesota is a screened in or a three season porch. Yep. And again, the way the products are are improving so much, uh, it used to be, boy, you put a cedar deck on or a redwood deck or um, that's what everybody wanted. Mm -hmm. Now it's who wants a cedar deck? They cost so much money. There's a lot of maintenance. You have to stain them. Um, there's so many products out there. Trex is one of them that uh, just, it's going to last forever. It doesn't show fade. 
they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the maintenance-free decking. It's what I, I'm putting on my own home. But I will say, there's nothing better smelling than a cedar three-season porch. I agree. You got the sun <laughs> coming in and that cedar smell. It's amazing. So actually, sometimes even when we might do maintenance-free decking, a lot of times we have homeowners that still want that that look and feel and smell. Yep. So we'll actually line the ceilings in a wood detail and that has a lot less um, damage from you know whether it's the sun or you know just fading if you if you're gonna stain it so that's kind of a good place to put it if you still want that cedar look yeah good point so and it again it just looks so beautiful and you don't really even have to uh, treat it or stain it inside if it's not you know uv rays or getting wet or anything like that so you can keep that natural look for much longer yeah but these porches, I mean, we are getting such elaborate requests on them. I love it. So they have, you know, porches of all sizes. They're getting bigger and bigger because people are realizing these porches are like the most used room in their home. You mm-hmm. know, if the weather permitting, they're out there in the morning for coffee. They're at, at night having a glass of wine. It's just it's so used in Minnesota. And I think, you know, we are a state that really uses the outdoors when we can. Yeah. And you know, just the, again, new products that are out there is whether it's the phantom screen or or something similar Mm, that now it's not just the screen that comes down anymore. There's also like another vinyl layer that you can um, pull down. So if you have a fireplace in your porch and yeah, it's three season, but you can heat that thing. And, you know, even in our temperature in Minnesota, probably use it through Thanksgiving. Well, we went to one of our clients through a Christmas party. I remember they had a three-season porch, and it wasn't insulated or anything. There was a fireplace, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And they had the doors wide open, and it was just part of their entertaining space. I mean, we were using it in December. Oh, sure. So, I mean, certainly it was a little chilly out there, but when you have a house full of people, I mean, that, that room was packed. Everyone was going out there. So it really does hold in heat. You know, so that's the big difference. People are always asking, well, what's a three season versus the screen porch? So the screen porch is where you have just the screen panels. If you really want to feel like you're on a deck, you're outdoors, but you're trying to keep our state bird, the mosquito away from you, <laughs> yes. that would be, you know, that more screen porch feel. And then the three season, it's not real windows, like interior windows, um, but more of that plastic vinyl window type that you can roll up and down so you still can get that screen or the window feel yeah they open up open up much wider than a traditional window would mm-hmm. that's the advantage yeah so i i am loving the combo though with the what the phantom screens provide because you because i love a screen porch my parents have a screen porch we're out there all the time i love the breeze i don't want to feel like i'm in another interior room I want to feel like I'm out on the deck. So I love a screen port. So Phantom, you can have that and it's just ceiling to floor, not blocking your view. So that's really beautiful. But then being able to close it up too for, you know, wind or colder weather is nice. Being able to remove all of it, even the screens is important because, you know, the Phantom screen and vinyl goes up and it's, it's gone. You feel like you're just in a covered deck now. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of how, you know, we're adding on this porch to my home And that was kind of a fun design that Justin helped us put together when we were drawing it up is I'm like, okay, Justin, if I'm going to put phantom screens, how do I make, you know, our porch when those open up 
look like one big deck. So he actually wrapped the deck almost in an L shape around the side of my screened in porch. So when those open up, now it's just like a a huge deck and yeah. I love it's that concept. Look, it's going to yeah. be fun when it when it gets designed. So that porch just because there's so many unique features that we're putting on it, we're going to make sure to have that on the remodel showcase so people can come out and take a take a peek at it. Yeah, it'll be one of a kind. One of a kind, just the <laughs> way I like it. Yep. <laughs> So, well, I think that really covers most of our exterior stuff. And once everything gets wrapped up on the outside, Joe, what's kind of that next step that we'll be covering in in future podcasts here for for inside? So the next steps would really be, um, you know, on the interior, doing the insulation, drywall uh, and stuff like that while they're doing the exterior siding. So those can really be um, going on simultaneously. Um, And then once the siding is wrapped up, and we're really done with big trucks around the house, that's when we can start even thinking about landscaping, uh, depending on the time of year, of course. And do we hold off on the driveway, things like that, or does that go in if it's warm enough at this stage? You know, if it's warm enough, uh, the driveway can go in. Uh, it's just a little bit tricky. We want to have all the big trucks out of there. Uh, and weather plays such a big part, but... Um, you know, the sooner the better on, on the, the landscaping, just because it's really, you know, that's our watershed away from the foundation and uh, it really starts to take shape. It's nice when that can go in because these are, you know, really messy job sites. And mm. when it's, you know, springtime or wet out, it's hard to like, I've had to get myself some job site boots, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just so important because it feels like we're always fighting the weather whether it's spring rains or, you know, the fall where we're coming up against winter. And we just really want to have these yards done, if at all possible, when the family moves in and they, you know, they have to let their dog out or whatever. It can be a, a long, long time before, you know, the spring thaw if they're in the house and then there's road restrictions and the sod's not ready. So whatever we can get done, we push it. And that's what, you know, just timing out your build, I think that's really key you know, I always tell homeowners, I would rather time it out for my home to finish around that spring, summertime versus, you know, people are so afraid to start in the winter. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about there's so many things that we know to do now. We build all year round. I would rather start around there so that my yard can get done, driveway in when I'm moving because I can't even imagine dogs like running in and out <laughs> of a mud pit into my brand new house. It would be yes. a nightmare. Yep. So, but well, that wraps up exterior finishes and, you know, there's just so much to it and that's a really fun stage for our clients. And just, I just love when that all starts coming together. It feels like a home, but there is a lot left inside and we start to get into, you know, once that drywall wraps up, like you mentioned, we start to get into some of the fun interior finishes, all those cosmetic things that our homeowners have selected, which is a lot of fun. So I'm excited to dive into that in the upcoming week. And if you guys have any questions, just keep them coming on Instagram. We've had so many great questions since this podcast started, and we'll either answer you directly on Instagram, or for some of the great questions or multiple repeat questions, we'll actually bring it live here on the podcast. So yeah, if you have a question, most likely somebody else does. For sure. So, well, thanks again for joining us today. I'm Danielle. And I'm Joe. And that's another episode of If Walls Walls Could Could Talk. Talk.